paid for our debt. And so we thank you that today is about you, and we ask that you would help us to make this more about you. And so thank you again for being so good to us. That is what we want to celebrate today. Help us to do that, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Good to see you today. Good morning. Let me hear it from you. Good morning. All right. Usually I like it when you're closer to me, but I think the sun yesterday freaked some of you out thinking that I want to stay out of that. But today it's going to be nice. It's not going to be overbearing. But anyway, I'm glad that you are here today. We're going to have a good time. We call this family fiesta, and so it's a good day for us at Willamette Community Church, but it's a different day for us. Kind of different because we meet outside instead of in a building. That's nice. But we do some things different on this day. We stick around and eat together. So I'm hoping that you would do that. They're warming up some hot dogs and pulled pork and for dessert, cotton candy. I mean, we're going to eat together and have a fantastic time. And then we're going to play some games. So I hope you'd stick around for that today. But the point of today, and let's just come up with this one word. Today is a party, all right? Today is a party where we celebrate the goodness of God. And so I'm glad that you're here to be part of our party. Let me just hear for a moment um, if you've got a little bit of rowdy party voice in you. Do you have one? Go ahead. All right. We'll, we'll work on that. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good start. I was thinking about parties and what you have to have for a party. I came up with four things. Now, I'm not a big party animal, but uh, I thought of four things you have to have for a good party. One is food. And like I said, we're going to have that. Secondly, you have to have your friends around to have a party, and we have those. And I'm hoping today that you make some new friends in the course of this day. Certainly for a party, you have to have fun, and we're going to do that. Some of you are going to try to slip and slide. But then you have to have a reason. You have to, now, I know that some of you just think, we don't need a reason to party, let's just party. But really, to have a good party, you have to have a reason. Some of you would do that because you survived the week. Some of you would do that for a birthday or an anniversary or a holiday. But again, today we celebrate, and here's, our, here's the reason we party, is to celebrate the goodness of God. Could we have one more cheer for God? All right, I like to hear that partiness getting, uh, working up in you. Today, we're going to celebrate a couple things. One, we're going to celebrate the goodness of God. As I was walking over here today, saw the sun popping up, the moon was still out, and I thought, man, this is just amazing that God made all of this. He put this burning star up there, 93 million miles away. Seemed a whole lot closer yesterday, didn't it? But he put it up there, and he's holding this planet together as we're just cruising through the universe. And I'm thinking, God sustains all of this, and today we want to celebrate him made the grass that we're sitting on. He made us. Just look around for a moment. He made everything that you're seeing, these people, this creation, these trees. We're going to celebrate today that this, the goodness of God is that He rescues. I'm going to talk in a minute how sin threw everything into chaos. But God is a God who rescues. And then lastly, He has made us His children. We're going to consider this today. If you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you are a son of the Most High God. And that should give you reason to celebrate. That should give you reason to want to be a part of this party today. And so 
for those of you who did bring your Bibles, and I know not many of you did, you forgot that when you come to a party, and that's fine. But I want to show you a passage in Psalm 13. For the rest of you, you can just look at the front of your worship program today. The yellow one, the pink one, or the blue one. I want to show you this one verse. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Psalm 13 and see this verse, and it says this. The psalmist says, I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I'm going to ask that you would repeat that after me so we get this into our mind a little bit today. I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. Okay, you kind of said it like you were bored, though. Come on, we're going to do this again. I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. Ah, beautiful. You see, oh man, if we have some of that going on through the, out today, that's a good thing. All right, as we celebrate today, I want you to consider this word rejoice. When the psalmist wrote the word rejoice, the word literally means that you would spin around, that you would have a violent emotion to something. The idea is you can't control yourself. That's right, some of you are trying this. And the psalmist says, my heart is literally spinning around when I consider the fact that he has saved me. I was trying to picture that today. When do I see somebody so excited that they actually spin around? And honestly, when I think about you and me, we really don't spin around too much when we're excited. But my little chihuahua, all right, <laughs> she is gaining weight. But if I throw a piece of bacon in front of her face, she literally spins around and jumps. It's as if her whole being is rejoicing that she might get to partake of a piece of bacon. Then she finds out it's turkey bacon. It's like, ah, oh, where's the good stuff? But that's what the psalmist says here. And to rejoice is the essence of our party today. To rejoice is the essence of why we meet each week to rejoice is the essence of our life, that we trust in this God who has an unfailing love for us. And because of his salvation, we rejoice. Let me hear you one more time. Oh, man, that, you're getting it. Good. So repeat after me if you would. I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. Oh, today I want to consider again some of that salvation that comes through Jesus. Now I know that you, I hardly want to say rejoice, but you get excited about certain things in life. And I would hope today as you consider Jesus, that he would be the greatest source of your joy. But I know that some of you are starting to get happy or maybe even rejoice that your kids are going back to school soon. I can hear some parents, and you almost want to stand up and spin around because your kids are going back to school. I know that for some of you, you're so excited, we might even call it rejoicing, that football season is just around the corner. And some of you are like, man, if I could, I'd just, just spin around right now and show that. For some of you, I just learned this because I'm not doing this, but for some of you, hunting season is just around the corner. All right, five guys said cool. All right. For some of you, 
you are rejoicing because you heard that next week's forecast is a little cooler than this last week's forecast. And for some of you, you will, may I say, even rejoice today if you grab your phone and you find a Pokemon here at Monteith Park. But the psalmist says, when I consider the goodness of God, when I consider the fact that He saved me, my heart leaps and spins around with this violent emotion. And I hope this happens with you today. Because the story is this, that God created, and it was all good. But sin entered as we decided to go our own way. We threw everything into chaos. And our sin caused us to be bankrupt. Our problem is, is that we owed a debt that we could not pay. Jesus then stepped in and says, I will pay a debt that I do not owe. And that was ours. And it was the plan of God and the love of God to send His only Son without sin to be sin for us. And God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Can I get an amen to that? I imagine if I came up to some of you today and we said, you know what, you have the opportunity to get your credit card completely paid off. Or for some of you, if we said, you know what, you have the opportunity today to get your mortgage completely paid off. Would we hear any rejoicing? What happens is with Jesus, it's far greater than your credit card debt, though you might think that's large. You might think that mortgage would never get paid off, and who knows, maybe it doesn't. But Jesus paid a debt far greater than this to save you and me. And when we trust in Him, we rejoice. The problem is, sometimes we don't think about this very often. For a moment now, you are reflecting on this and going, wow, Jesus did this for me. And your heart starts to rejoice. The problem is, you and I don't think about this enough. And if we say, you know what, Jesus saved you, you and I sit there and go, wow, that's cool. And our heart doesn't stir. We don't leap like my little dog with a piece of bacon in front of himself because we don't reflect on what God has done for us. We owed a massive debt. Bible puts it this way, that we were blind. We couldn't see the way. We were lost. We didn't even know the way. It says actually this, that we were dead and we had no power on our, in our own selves to make ourselves come to life, to come to Christ. But as we trust God in the work of His Son, Jesus God, who is rich in mercy, He is the one who has made us alive with Christ. And for that, we rejoice today. Repeat after me. I trust in your unfailing love. I trust in your love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. Now, I don't know if you're getting tired or you're losing track of this, but let me say this last part again. My heart rejoices in your salvation. That's right. Because God has done this for us. And today, in just a few moments, I'm going to ask some people to come up here. And they are getting baptized today. They are saying to you a couple things. One, I have received this salvation from Jesus Christ. He has rescued me from the dominion of darkness. He's brought me into the kingdom of the Son He loves. And these people today are saying, I'm identifying with this Jesus who saved me. 
And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask them to come up here on stage. They're going to go this way. As they get up and start making their way, would you give a rejoicing cheer as they make their way up to the stage? Let me explain a little bit in case you don't know what they're doing today. Let me explain baptism just for a moment. In the New Testament, we read about this. And when people decide to turn from their sin and turn to Christ, they were identified with Jesus. They were baptized. We know this about Jesus, that when he went on the cross, it killed him. And what you do with dead people is you bury them. And Jesus was buried. But Jesus didn't stay there. He was raised to life on a Sunday morning. And what we're going to do today is I told them, I said, you're identifying with Jesus. And there's a lot of ways you could do that. You could get a shirt that shows you identify with Jesus. You can get a necklace. You can get a tattoo. I told them only if they're old enough and they get their parents' consent. But I said, there are a lot of ways you can identify with Jesus. And today we're going to identify with the one who was buried and who was raised to life. I said... It's better than us trying to crucify you today. They all agreed with me. And so here's what we're going to do is I'm going to identify them in front of you down at the river in a few moments. So I'm going to ask one more time that you applaud them as they come up on the stage. I want to introduce each of them to you. Come on up, please. You know some of them, but you probably don't know uh, all of them. And so I would hope today that you would uh, go up to these people and congratulate them. Because if you are a follower of Christ, they are brothers and sisters with you. They're just ordinary people. And as I heard each of their stories, all their stories are very different. They come from a variety of backgrounds. But their stories all have a similar point, And it's Jesus that Jesus saved them. Whatever age that was, Jesus saved them, and today they want to identify with him through baptism. So let me introduce to you Brian and Mia Hernandez. <laughs> Brian and Mia have told me that they heard about Jesus through their parents, Nettie and Lupe, uh, from their grandparents, uh, Gabrielle and Marta, and today they wanted to show you that they are indeed followers of Jesus Christ. This is Holly Briggs. Holly Briggs. All right, you hear that? <laughs> Holly Briggs said she came to know Jesus Christ in her 20s, but she has been on an amazing growth pattern for the last three months, and she said this was the right time for her to proclaim to her church family that she is following Jesus. Holly Briggs. Jen Rose, I've known Jen for about eight years. Jen says she came to know Christ in prison, and some of you have a similar story to that. 
And Jen has been on an amazing growth pattern as well. And the Lord is growing her and using her. And today she wants to dip in that water to be baptized to show that, yes, she belongs to Jesus Christ. And this is Larry Nelson. Larry says he came to Christ at a very young age. He says he remembers it vividly, but it, he has just never been baptized. And he wanted to show his church family that, yes, he is indeed a follower of Jesus Christ. And he wanted to obey Jesus. Thank you, Larry. Yeah. Uh, Dylan grew up going to church here and there and, uh, you know, didn't really understand what the gospel meant for his life. And then uh, just a couple weeks ago at Young Life Camp, uh, he gave his life to the Lord and he wants to share that with you. And this is, uh, this is Megan Carroll. Uh, she uh, went to church when she was growing up as well, was baptized at a young age. Um, but a couple weeks ago at Young Life Camp, she said, I want to dedicate my life to the Lord. And, and she wants to share that gift of salvation with you guys today. This is Abigail DeYoung. Um, Abigail's been coming to youth group for the last couple of years. She's an eighth grader uh, at California Middle School. And she's kind of followed in the faith of her parents um, and, and has decided that today she's going to make that decision herself and say, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. This is Jasmine Stewart. Yeah, I got that right. Uh, <laughs> she grew up hearing about Jesus' work on the cross in uh, Sunday school and, um, and enjoyed that. But it wasn't until Tadmore, when she was, I believe, in middle school, uh, that she de dedicated her life to the Lord. And, and, and she really wanted to get baptized today to uh, just uh, have a symbol of that and share that with you guys today. Amen. This is Hannah Brunson. Uh, she's Jasmine's sister, and uh, she's excited to do this today, too. Uh, she grew up going to church as well, um, and there was some time in her life that, that she kind of fell away and, and, and didn't see the Lord and, and, and kind of lost hope. Uh, but but uh, at Tadmore as well, when she was in middle school, she, she gave her life to the Lord and she said, you know, I want to be a part of God's family, and she wants to share that today. This is uh, Emily and Lindsay Devonport. They're sisters, if you uh, couldn't tell. Uh, <laughs> Um, they uh, are following in, in the faith of their parents as well, going to church, growing up. Um, they've come to Willamette as well. And I think that Lindsay even said, you know, she heard about the Lord and accepted uh, Christ into her heart from one of her older sisters. I don't know if it was you or the other sister, but uh, just by, uh, uh, you know, experiencing that with their family. And they're excited to get baptized for the first time today. So this is Lexi Miller. Um, she's excited too, and she she went to church with her grandparents uh, when she was younger, and, and heard about Jesus, heard about uh, God's story, um, but you know didn't know how to uh, kind of apply that to her life, and hadn't really accepted Him or come to know Him until Young Life Camp just this uh, at the end of July, where she said, "Yes, I'm going to proclaim that uh, that Jesus is my Savior, and I want to walk with Him the rest of my life." So we're excited for her as well. Thank you, Dylan. And then I want to introduce to you a few. This is Evan Aronson. Give it up for Aaron here. Evan here. Evan uh, learned about Jesus from his parents, Andy and Kathy Aronson. He's been going to Albany Christian School and, and learning about Jesus at church. It was two years ago that he saw his big sister 
baptized, and today he wanted to proclaim his faith before his church family. This is Owen Platt. Owen Platt was uh, learned about Jesus from his parents, Jason and Pamela, as well. And uh, having gone to Albany Christian School and been a part of our church, Owen has learned about Jesus and again today said, I want to show this church family that I am a follower of Jesus Christ. This is Ruth Colgrove. There's your mom there. Ruth learned about Jesus from her mom. And there she is out there. And Ruth, again, wants to share her faith with you today that, yes, she is a follower of Jesus and believes in salvation from him. Jake and Jesse Bainey. Jake and Jesse. Family over there. They said that they heard about Jesus from their parents, Rod and Katie. And they have been a part of our church as well, been hearing about Jesus. And Jesus is a part of their life. And they said they want you to know that through the symbol of baptism today. This is Cody Grins. Cody. She has heard about Jesus from her parents, George and Debbie Grins. And Cody has just been serving the Lord. She is uh, just, she understands that she's a missionary, like we all are, to spread this good news. And so she has been sharing the news of Jesus many ways, gone to Mexico a few times. But today she wants to be a missionary and show you that Jesus lives in her heart. And Dominic Mills. Dominic heard about Jesus from his parents, Matt and Cassie Mills. He's been a part of our children's ministry program as well. And Dominic says, I want you to know that Jesus is my Savior. And so, in one sense, all their stories are different, but all their stories are the same because it's about Jesus. Could we clap for them one more time and for the Lord Jesus? Here's what we're going to do. In just a minute, I'm going to pray one last time. After I pray, we're going to, the 19 of us, we're going to start heading down to the river. I want you to stay here and worship through one more song. Give us a little head start here, if you would. Then Chris will dismiss you down to the river, and uh, you can be part of these baptisms. But let's all pray one last time, giving thanks to the Lord with joyful hearts. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you again for your goodness in our lives, that you in your plan and your love would choose to save us. You have saved some at a very young age, some recently, and you are continuing to work in this way. Today, God, may be the day of salvation for some who hear of this message and say, I need you, Jesus. And so, God, with joy in our hearts, we say thank you. And as these 19 identify themselves with you, our heart rejoices in you, our salvation. And we pray all of this in our victorious Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>